0: Welcome to Equity Breakdown. This is where we'll find short, no bullshit overviews of public companies. Now today we have a pretty special company. Through the decades, there have been only 576 humans to have traveled beyond Earth's atmosphere. In particular, Dennis Tito, an American entrepreneur, paid a whopping $20 million to become the first space tourist to the International Space Station. Now space travel has resurrected and now is in the new frontier for human expansion. Today, we will break down the first public company aimed at pioneering human spaceflight. Virgin Galactic, ticker symbol SPCE, Space, will aim to transform commercial spaceflights. Now, Virgin Galactic is a vertically integrated aerospace company that aims to pioneer the space travel industry by offering customers or future astronauts a transformative spaceflight experience. The customers will experience views of Earth from space in a weightlessness experience for several minutes. The company's primary focus will be focused on human spaceflight for recreation and research and evolve to be the premium brand with affordable, safe, reliable, and regular transportation to space. The following strategies will be used to accomplish this. First, commercial program for human spaceflight. So, so far, two successful space flights have been completed with one scheduled in October And hopefully with success, Q1 2021 flying Richard Branson. Second, fleet expansion. So the fleet will include five Spaceship 2 vehicles and two White Knight 2 carriers. Three, lower operating costs. So the commercial operations will begin to spread out the costs. And four, leveraging technology. So the technology that has been built to produce everything will also be leveraged for other frontiers such as high-speed vehicles that will reduce point-to-point travel. So in 16 years, the company holds proprietary technologies that enable successful spaceflight. They have the carrier aircraft, which is custom built to carry the spaceship to an altitude of 45,000 feet. They have the spaceship, which is designed to carry two pilots and six astronauts and can achieve speeds over Mach 3 with flight duration of 90 minutes. The aircraft is also fully reusable. They also have the hybrid rocket motor, which can turn off at any time. It's produced from material that doesn't require special storage, and it uses a hybrid system that contains a solid fuel grain cartridge and a liquid oxidizer. And they also have Spaceport America, which is the home base here. So it's the first purpose-built commercial spaceport in the world. Now, according to the S1, the company's vision is, we are pioneering commercial human spaceflight with a mission to enhance our world by opening space to a broad audience and facilitating the further exploration of our universe. Now, within the industry, So the commercial space industry represents one of the most exciting frontiers in human history. For the last decades, spaceflight has been limited to government agencies and dedicated as research missions. To date, only 576 humans have ever traveled above the Earth's atmosphere into space. A series of trends have emerged opening up to the opportunities of spaceflight beyond government space agencies due to advancing technologies, decreasing costs, and open innovation models. The following trends are emerging. Human spaceflight, satellites, payload delivery, and the methods of launch. So the total addressable market for the commercial human spaceflight has not been determined and is actually still evolving. However, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has released that in 2040, the market will be around $1.5 trillion from $385 billion. This represents about 5% of the U.S. GDP. Now, high net worth individuals will be next in line to access human spaceflight. And it is estimated that there are 43 million individuals globally with a net worth greater than 1 million. Now, if we identify the business landscape here, Virgin Galactic, they intend to generate its core revenue through a direct sales approach process that is personalized and consultative. The one-on-one sales approach results in a go-to market strategy utilizing the direct sales organization and the brand value of Virgin Galactic and founder, Sir Richard Branson. Now, the space light tickets, they're originally priced at 250000 but because of high demand, that price may go up. Now, due to the simple reservation model, it's reser- resulted in the following expected revenues. As of July 30th, the company has 600 reservations amounting to $80 million. The customer's backlog represents approximately $120 million in expected future revenue. Now, 90% of the reservation holders have a net worth of greater than $1 million, and 70% have, of reservation holders have a net worth of less than $20 million. The current customer base will have a net worth of greater than 10 million. Now in February, 2020, they started a program a one small step campaign launched, which places $1,000 refundable deposits to the future current costs of tickets once they open up. And the campaign confirmed 700 deposits. So in totality, there is a high demand from customers. Now the company has a couple of competitive strengths here. And according to the S1, uh, they're identified as such. They have a wor- world-class management and flight team. So the team includes former chief of staff of NASA, NASA's Space Shuttle Launch Integration Manager. Pilots have collective 126 years of experience ranging from NASA, Royal Air Force, U.S. Air Force, Italian Air Force, and the U.S. Marine Corps. The differentiated technology and capabilities is their second uh, competitive strength. space system and assets ranging from the spaceship rocket motor and carrier are prime assets that they can leverage and other competitors do not currently have. The brand strength. The spaceflight experience is customized and tailored to develop a lifetime experience in becoming an astronaut. The Virgin Galactic brand is customer-centric and runs through the entire journey. The brand's pillars are innovation, customer experience, adventure, and luxury. We also have a high barrier to entry. The development of the platform and capabilities of the company required more than $1 billion in total investment to date. So this is a very high cost to actually go into this particular industry. And they have the first commercial Spaceport. So Spaceport America is located in New Mexico with 6,000 square miles of resurrected airspace from the ground to the space. The facility is built for advanced functionality and also more importantly for the aesthetic beauty for the customer experience that they're offering. Now there are a couple of risks, including competitions. So in the market, their main direct competitor is Blue Origin, which is looking to develop a vertically launched suborbital spaceship. SpaceX and Boeing also fall in that same realm, and they've had specifically SpaceX some successful uh, launches. But their focus remains with space exploration directed to government agencies. So the competitors are large, however, with favorable capital investments and government agency support, which poses a risk. In addition to that, we also have government regulations. The company is heavily dependent on obtaining additional approvals, licenses, and certifications from the FAA. Specifically on their third risk, commercial spaceflight. So spaceflight inherently is a significant risk. And any perceived or actual threat in flight from the company specifically or even their competitors can create a severe government regulation and restrictions. So reputation here is key. Another risk here is that flight tests at full passenger capacity. So to date, only one space flight included a crew member that was not a pilot. Space flight is scheduled in October with a crew which will follow with another flight that includes Sir Richard Branson. And their final risk, revenue stream. So, deposits, orders, and backlog and any inquiries have not been converted to revenue. All the classifications of deposits are refundable, and the reservations may be canceled without penalty meeting certain conditions. So any delays in in the planned flights can result in significant drop in expected revenue and risk the company. Now, the team is a a top-notch team, and they're veterans in their respective fields. The current CEO Michael Colglazier, he brings about 30 years of experience from Disney developing a consumer-centric multi-billion dollar business. So he's gonna be the, the customer facing uh, strategist when it comes to building Virgin Galactic. George Whitesides, he served as a chief of staff to NASA and build Virgin from 30 to 900 people. So he was originally the CEO, but now transferred to the chief space officer position. And his focus will be on developing future business opportunities in point-to-point hypersonic travel and space travel. Now the co-founder, Sir Richard Branson, now he honestly doesn't need an introduction, but he's an acclaimed business model and a billionaire investor that founded the Virgin Group, which controls more than 400 companies. His brand and network are key elements to the success of the company. We also have a very key pivotal investor here, uh, Chamath Polypatia who's also the chairman of Virgin Galactic. Now he's an acclaimed billionaire investor who took Virgin Galactic public through a merger with his SPAC. He's a key source of leadership in the strategic direction and financial health of the business. He is also a principal investor that maintains 15.5% ownership and 10.9% ownership from his firm, Social Capital Holdings. So across the board here, there is skin in the game, and this is a A A-star team ready to, to take the challenge upon them. Now, when it comes to financial performance, so the company has 195 million outstanding shares at a price of $17.20, resulting in a market cap of around $3.5 billion. So in a span of 52 weeks, the stock ranged from 6.90 to 4249 and there is a reason behind that. So the company to date has only generated revenue by transporting scientific commercial research and payloads using spaceflight systems and engineering services with the U.S. government. In doing so, it's achieved $3.8 million in revenue for the fiscal year ending 2019, which was a 33% increase over the $2.8 million earned in 2018. More recently, the company earned only $238,000 in six months, which resulted in a 90% drop. And this was caused by reduced engineering services, payload revenue, and reduced sponsorship agreement, also mainly due to the current economic climate uh, from COVID. Now it's important to understand that, of course, this does not represent its core business. The company is showing uh, any progress to revenue due to t- test flights still being conducted, so they're they're not showing that progress. And as a result of that, um, there is a future expectation of revenue and profitability. And due to that, you know, in 2019 and 2020, they had a net loss of 211 million and 122 million. So gross margins for the core business are not currently reflected, but as the services in 2019, they were about 46%. That was specifically just to the payload service. So the main costs also associated within the company is the consumption of the rocket motor, fuel, payroll, and benefits. So the cost of revenue here will include vehicle depreciation once the spaceships are placed into service. But today the spaceship development costs have not been capitalized. So it's important to note here that the company has the technology, the team and the current macro environment, meaning the demand for space travel has actually created an ecosystem that will allow Virgin Galactic to become a leader in space tourism and travel if and there's a big if here, they deliver everything uh, in terms of the plans that they've outlined. So in terms of their growth strategy, uh, they have a couple of pillars here that they want to achieve. Expand their direct sales team, so they're creating a high global network of the of sales team that is considered to be the accredited space agents to essentially connect them directly to the high net worth individuals. Their research and development applications. The company has flown eight payloads for research related missions and will expand their manufacturing capabilities. They have additional growth in using Virgin's rocket motors, spaceships, and also additionally vertically integrated technologies and programs across the industry. So being able to leverage those technologies across the industry for other services will also produce another revenue stream. Potential application technologies. So the company is also expanding on potentially creating a high-speed aircraft. So exploring supersonic and hypersonic travel point to point, A specific vehicle could travel to Mach 3 and accommodate 19 passengers. So they're using their current existing technology to expand beyond an offer uh, and tackle more additional market uh, opportunity and the premium space focus experiences. So the company has an agreement with NASA to develop a private orbital, orbital astronaut readiness program focusing on training. The program will be tested on 12 future astronauts. Since they've already have a consistent process of training uh, astronauts, this will be a good uh, leverage here to connect with NASA and build out this platform. Well, you guys can access and download the detailed report on the attached link, and it will include also some high-level financials. Now, if you like the content, please make sure to share this newsletter, share this post, or subscribe. Thank you guys, and I appreciate the feedback, and on to the next.